Welcome to the Tag and Brando podcast. I hope you're ready to get physical because this podcast is just for your ears. Um, I'm Taggart and this here is my buddy. His name's His name's Brandon. I, I, I got my own my own intro. Your own intro? Yeah. Nice. It's like we've been doing this for a second. Um, mm-hmm. just a, just a moment. Um, just, yeah. So welcome to our podcast. If you unfamiliar, get in the game. What we do here is we just have a conversation. This is for those yeah. who are in quarantine and they're like, I miss people talking about stuff. I don't care so, if it's, if it's cool stuff or important stuff or, or adulting things. I just want to hear people talk about stuff. And that's what we do here. We have conversations with each other that you can listen to like we were talking to you. Yeah. Just imagine we're we're in a Denny's booth. You somewhere This is this is the optimal place to listen to this podcast in a booth at Denny's. At three in the morning. Around like Yeah. With hot chocolate or, or a shake in, in front of you. Mm-hmm. Getting some of that uh, you know, Greasy, some uh, mm. some uh, greasy appetizers, some apps, and yes. uh, just like, and really, you know, get to know your server a little. They don't want to be there all night out. either, right? Yeah, right. That's really They're what just, we're here to talk about: mm-hmm. the proper Denny's etiquette. Yeah, like when you when you go to Denny's, I mean. Always, you know, always be polite to anybody who's helping you out in any way. Absolutely. But, you know, definitely, like, you know, they, they a lot of times they just love to kind of hang out and, and talk a little bit. It's it's low stress at that time of night. Absolutely. You know? They don't want to go marry ketchups. Give them something to listen to. Marry and ketchups. I don't even think you can do that anymore. God, man. <laughs> 2020 has really <laughs> ruined a lot of things. You can't, can't even marry ketchups anymore. I know. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. Jeez um, For those who aren't in the know, Brandon and I have had some of these uh, conversations ourselves at a Denny's at 2 in the morning. That's mm-hmm. what we used to do when he would come into town late at night. We'd be like, let's meet at Denny's. I don't care what time it is. Did you know, brother, that our Denny's is no longer a place? I know. It's. I mean, to quote Family Guy, it's like, and we'll have two Denny's. We could say, let's not go to that one. Let's go to the good one. We don't have a good one anymore. <laughs> we don't. That one is. Uh, it's a t- uh, an urban tandoori restaurant, which I'm interested to go to. But it urban is urban tandoori. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. But it is not Denny's, so I don't think they'll be open at 2 next time you're in town. So that puts a little damper on it. Uh, the only breakfast place that's open all night over there anymore is IHOP. IHOP, I mean, some people, that's that's their pref. That's their preference. You know, I don't it's mind an IHOP, but I don't like mm-hmm. an IHOP. What was that about? You remember the IHOP? That was weird. Yes. Well, I never, I, I never went to IHOP. I, I mean, I know what they were trying to do a little bit, trying to. But you boycotted like, you the whole what? IHOP period. You were like, uh-uh. no, I haven't, I haven't been to I anything in a long time. <laughs> the iPhone, like, the i, yeah. the i, uh, yeah, uh, the i Apple yeah. Store. 
Um, my 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 favorite IHOP alternative uh, comes from an episode of Step by Step with Preach. not Patrick, okay. not Pat, with Patrick Duffy. Duffy, yes, and Suzanne Summers. You know he, the one. He's like, I have a great investment opportunity. It's like, and it's like International House of Toast. It's like what? It's like yeah, I hot. They bring you breads from all over the world, and you toast them right there at your table. What do you think? I think this is why I have the checkbook. <laughs> but um, that's nice. Classic that's, that's sitcom. The, yep, classic '90s sitcom right there. Nice. But, uh, I think that would be a good. I mean, yeah, like think about that. You know, like warm toast, be perfect. I mean. Sure. I'm not a big toast guy. <laughs> toast not, is fine. Oh, I'll take a sourdough toast if they're like, with your meal, you get a toast. What kind do you want? I'm definitely picking sourdough. But um, mm-hmm. I'm not one what at about home. about an English muffin? I like an English muffin. I won't turn down an English muffin. But I'm not one yeah. at home that's like, you know what I could go for right now? Mmm, a scrummy piece of toast. Give me that with some butter on it. Um, so we got a, we got a toaster... Uh, yes, as you do for the wedding. Nice toaster, classic and wedding gift. The toaster. It, yeah, and this one comes with like the little inserts that you could put little designs on your toast. Get out, smiley face on there. Mm. Little heart. Or make your day better. Flower kind of a thing. Brighten up your morning. But really, the interesting thing about it is it's like a you know a sheet of metal that really just is blocking the the heat coils on one side. Uh huh. So. It kind of gives you less toast, like it right. gives you like a, a the the design itself is the brown part, and so you get like a much lighter toast when you're going going that way. Which you know maybe that's fine. Maybe that's what you want. Is you want that like soft side and then like the crunchy side. Hmm. But why isn't it the opposite? Why isn't the whole they're like a big hole where the design would be so that the rest or or the so it would have to be like some kind of wires to support the whatever like if it's if it's like a heart you know or like right. a smiley face it'd I have get, to I like get that. it's yeah it's kind of you'd kinda... still think that's the part you'd want the widest and then mm-hmm. brown around but you know right. i'm not it's, an engineer it's that whole it's that whole like you know designing stencils you know like right. when you get an o it's really just like you know two parentheses slapped know, together open open and close parentheses real close together right because you got to support that middle o section so anyway crazy <laughs> let's get to the question of the day let's do it what's up with the question of the day so we have a thing in our culture known as time travel and so far our only ability to uh to go through time is forward right we can reminisce and we can you know get nostalgic but for right now we don't know of anybody that really possesses the ability to travel backwards through time 
or even jump like really far forwards in time or anything like that. And so really my question today is how can we use the potential technology of time travel responsibly? Like if you were on a committee to use time travel, like it exists and you know we'll, we'll, we're not going to mince hairs about you know whether it's a car or a fridge or you know whatever sure you can go through clothes or whatever what is a way to responsibly use time travel it's <sighs> <laughs> a hard one i think it's very hard um yeah because, I mean, what uh, we've been presented over time with so many rules of what time travel is. Um, the butterfly effect, the grandfather theory, all those things, right? Right. To really... The looper. <laughs> without really knowing what the actual rules are, I think it's difficult. Because if you go back mm-hmm. and you change anything, you know, if you think in butterfly... At the worst, butterfly effect, if I move a pedal... Like, 20 years from now, a guy might die that's not going to die. Like, um, mm-hmm. right? he's not supposed to die at that time or whatever. You know, or, or to to the other extreme, I can do all these other things, and yet it will not change the future at all. Um, and I just, I guess I don't know where the line is. What would, what would you say? How would you, uh, yeah. What would so, be responsible the, use to you? Right. Because kind of the biggest the biggest question you really have with this kind of thing is what is, quote, supposed to happen? Right. You know? And, um, like, I don't know if this is how it plays out in Time Machine, the book, but... In one um, one movie version, the his wife um, dies. Like uh-huh. I think, like she gets mugged. They get mugged or something, and she dies. And then, like, so he goes back in time to prevent that. But then, like, she gets like run over by like a carriage or something. And like, no matter how many, t- like, this is what like forces him into the future. Basically, is no matter how many times he goes back and tries to prevent it from happening, like it still just keeps happening. Like he can't, like it's fate or whatever. Right. It happens in different ways, but it always happens. Right. Exactly. And so, um, so yeah, I think, I think we'd, like you said, you know, we don't really know the rules, so we don't really know, you know, if we go back and change something, is it, you know, is it destined to happen that way even still? Right. Or, you know, like, if we go back, you know, is it going to, if we go back too far, are we going to, like, you know, ruin our timeline, you know, doc, or, like, you know, 19, 1985A from, uh, uh, right. what's it called, Back to the Future 2 kind of stuff. Um, so I'm thinking, like, 
if if anything, it would be to time travel like forward. You know, interesting. Like, okay, if 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 you have and and time travel forward for like, but not learn anything besides like advancements in technology or something like that. Like no current, no no events. Right? Yeah, well, that's the tough thing about going forward in time is that if you, you know, it's a sports, sports almanac, you know, um, that's, mm-hmm. that's a tough thing about it. But um, I could see it, though, if you take the approach that the sports, sports almanac didn't actually change the timeline. It's, you mm-hmm. know, it's Biff going back and then splitting the timeline, right? It didn't change the actual real 1985 or whatever um right so if you're thinking in that terms if you go to the future and you do anything um as long as you don't bring stuff back uh technology or knowledge that you would then use to better your your circumstance or whatever then you know things are just going to revert back to how they were you know or how they have played out the i guess kind of the other the other kind of uh, somewhat responsible thing to do would be to to use to use time travel like you're running a simulation. Okay. I mean, it's terrible to think about that you know you're potentially playing with human lives or whatever, but like. Um, you know, if you're going to run a simulation on, let's say, a vaccine or a treatment of some kind, um, yeah. or you know, a new a new initiative in certain technology or something like that. Like, I'll give you a for instance. So, um, so lead in gasoline was implemented because it it stopped cars from knocking, right? Okay. So you wouldn't get this like crazy knock sound and, you know, eventually like ruin your engine and stuff like that. So it really like helped prevent like this like really, you know, uh, adverse effect of combustion engines and everything. Uh-huh. But fast forward 50 years and it's like ruining the environment, right? Right. And and everything like that. And so um, it, it's kind of one of those things where, um, okay, like we understand this thing. Let's let's fast forward X number of years um, and just take like, you know, spend like five minutes like looking around or, you know, designate somebody in the future, right? Because this is a, this is a, so you're talking about you. going in the future with it. Like now's the present. Yes. You implement something, mm-hmm. go in the future immediately and see what the results of it would have been. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And not like petty stuff, you know, not like, you know, oh, if I invest in this stock, is it going to go up or anything like that? I'm talking like, oh, come you on, know, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking like we have this this radical cure for malaria, but then 
what it ends up happening is making people more susceptible to some other disease, you know, right. and boom, bam, or, or, you know, oh, we got a way to eradicate, you know, all of the, uh, the mosquitoes, you know, that are causing malaria. Oh yeah. Like, you know, nobody, or it's like, it's like, what is it? DT, what is DEET or whatever? DEET? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like totally terrible for birth defects and all that kind of different stuff. So like, right. um, that kind of stuff, like where it's just like, all right, we got this idea to do right. this and, and everything like that. And then, and then you have, like I said, you kind of have like a drop box that, um, that you designate um, 50 years into the future, 100 years into the future, whatever. And, and only those certain people that are like kind of, they like, they like put something in the Dropbox. You go without interacting with anybody, without asking any questions. And you kind of read the results of your test where it's like, and, you know, it worked great and we should continue it on. Or, no, it actually, you know, increased, you know, Worst climate, can, climate right. change and now we're all screwed. I like that. That's smart. Um, so I was thinking that uh, um, if we didn't actually physically travel back in time, then we mm-hmm. could uh, mi- mitigate a lot of the issues that could happen um, with interference or whatnot. I was thinking for history's sake to see how things actually played and, and and things like that. It could be interesting if we could send something to that we could use to observe the things that actually happened uh, in any particular mm-hmm. time. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so if it's mm-hmm. a camera that's camouflaged or something that we could send back and then watch what actually happens... Uh, during that time frame, or if the technology just exists, where we could, you know, pick up the energy and just watch it, yeah, or w- whatever it might be, where they can't see us, you know, it's just the, the 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 one-way mirror into the past situation. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we could we could actually those things that people are like, no one will ever know, like what actually happened. And we we're like, yeah, we know who, who killed John Bonet. We watched the, we watched it happen. It was not nice, um, or whatever it is, wow, okay. right? <laughs> I mean, you think of these unsolved things, mm-hmm. and it would be interesting to right. see what actually happened. Uh, you know that uh, we talked. To, I never remember where they came from, but the plane that just, you know, the disappeared, oh, crashed the into the Malaysia right flight, whatever, right. Right, and it would yeah. just be interesting to go back and say, okay, what actually happened? Give me the actual events and, and be a, be able to actually make a complete image, uh, a narrative of, mm-hmm. of what actually went down by viewing and watching it from different perspectives and things like this. Um, mm-hmm. It could clear up a lot of historical things for once, you know, give us the true picture or, you know, maybe maybe just – learn how more convoluted the picture actually was than what we than what mm-hmm. we thought and know of it. Um, no, that's, which that's I think a great would be idea. Yeah. Really cool. And and you you bring up like an interesting point, yeah, like definitely solving cold cases. Right. 
and and everything like that. Like, um, it's the really just kind of. It's the opposite of that Tom Cruise out. movie. What's that Tom Cruise <laughs> movie with the precogs? What is that? Yeah. Minority Report. Minority, Minority Report. Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, like for sure. Like it would definitely be um, be interesting. Yeah, if if you could, you know, just observe. Yeah, you're just like opening a portal that you could, you know, see what's going on, but not like affect it and stuff like that. Right. Like, I I often think like because you know like when you when you watch any you know historical move, movie or reenactment or something like that, you know, it's all it's all done to um, for dramatic effect and right. You know, like every like things are sped up or think people say things that they wouldn't really have said, you know, or. Um, yeah, how cool would that be if you could a, film through the window and like yeah. make your documentary 100% historical accurate with the actual people being filmed doing the actual right. acts. That would be cool. Cuz I mean, uh, yeah, I thought about that like it would basically be like cuz especially if you had if you could do multiple trips, right? If you could right. So then you could set up you would like kind of watch it play out and then you would set up like your camera or like you know your portal angle or whatever you want to call it, right? Right, right. Your frame, and <laughs> right. so it's like you know it's like okay, we're gonna block this out. So so we know that this guard comes in at this time. So we need to like flashback five minutes and like catch him from this angle. And right. then we know this fight scene like comes around here, and so we want to do it here and and all that kind of different stuff. Like I mean, that would be. I mean, amazing Dude, to to be yeah. able to do, and everything like that. But but even even to the point like you were talking about with just unsolved mysteries, we could still kind of use it to for for those specific benefits. But we could also use it for really kind of just tracking um, our oh. own oh yeah our own history and everything like that. Like I'm I've, thinking, yeah, I've been really interested in like, just my travels of late sorry i couldn't yeah um uh-huh. like going to these different towns and stuff and you see the historical book or whatever or you see a picture of an old railroad and you're like what was it like then like i would like to see a whole picture of what the city looked like at that point mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so yeah to your point it would be real cool to kind of be able to actually um plot the development of a city and actually see it grow and uh, the different aspects of it or whatever like that. So, yes. Mm-hmm. And you you were going to say. Oh, I was going to say um, it's it would be interesting to track things that you know the outcome mm. already. Right. So, like, like, say, like, you know, a disease, you know, mm. like you're, you, when you're tracking it, like you're you're waiting for symptoms to arise, right? And sometimes that's too late. Like let's let's say syphilis, right? It's right. dormant in you for twenty years, and then it, oh, all of a sudden it po- crops up and your nose falls off. So like <laughs> bad um, day, bad day, man. Yeah, yeah. Like seeing things like geologically, you know, right. or like um, even like you know weather or whatever just kind of like 
being able to really kind of go, we know what the outcome is, and so we're going to track this from as far back as we can to oh, yeah. really get a picture of it um, and everything like that would be another another kind of cool thing to do. Dude, just, just um, like fast motion, watch a glacier move across the whole continent or whatever and create whatever mm-hmm. it creates, that would be crazy. Not to just mention to be able to watch the continents actually move and develop the way that they actually did, uh, you know, mm-hmm. right. All that stuff. Yeah. Or even really just like, cool. like we've talked about it before, like Stonehenge, you know, like, right. To go, go back, back and be like, like, what did they actually use this for? Well, cause the craziest thing about Stonehenge is the fact that it's like multi-generational, right? Like, what are you telling your kids that's like, you know, I mean, son, daughter, you got to finish this. What is this even for? Well, it's right. for this. Okay. I get, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> I will now devote my life, my labor to lifting the next giant stone on top. This is you like- know. Hey, look, there's not See, much you're not, to do You're not the stone here. lifter generation. You're actually just the one that's carving the stone so it can be lifted and put in place. Right. So, yeah, and you're going to be like, just chipping away at it for 20 years. I'm just like, why are we doing this, Dad? Honestly, there's not much to do around here. We eat. We sleep. Uh, <laughs> we find the, food. Somebody finds food for us, you know, and we just... Yeah. Yeah. We So we thought, why not build something cool... Uh, it's taken way longer than we thought, but you know, let's just finish it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, no, it would definitely be cool to kind of go back and, and, and just observe, like you said, right. Just like, you know, um, get the, get the picture of what's going on. Not to, ch- yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing that we've kind of discovered in this is you want information you don't want to change. You don't want to interfere outside of your right. already sphere of influence. Right. Right. You just want the information of like what really did happen. How is this going to play out in the future? Right. You know, give me this, the very fine details. Um, you know, cause you, you know, people can't know too much about their future is, is really interesting to think about that we we devote so much of our time to predicting and pattern recognition and everything but when it really comes down to oh you're now given this machine that you could see your whole life and the life of everyone around you Ooh, i don't think i want that <laughs> like, <laughs> right? i don't know how much i really want to use that yeah I, fascinating i've always been wary about the future time travel thing mm-hmm because yeah i don't know i don't know you know well, there's I mean, those people who are like i want to know how i die and i'm like i really don't um <laughs> i really I know really you don't want to know how di- anybody dies no though. i don't want to dive into that at all um no. i just want you know whatever trials are gonna hit me let's just hit them let's just deal with them in time i don't want to have to be worrying about it for 40 years or whatever it is um Mm -hmm. so that that whole future thing scares me when it comes to my life personally like if i was like you know if you're saying what you're saying uh you know doing some long-range testing or whatever 
uh, if it mm-hmm. didn't have anything to do with me and I didn't interact or see what I'm doing, then yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Future, my future scares me. Yeah, it's crazy because like I think um, yeah, like that'd be so so much responsibility to know how anybody is specifically going to die. Cause you're right. Like, yeah. But anyway, that, yeah. So, uh, if you guys got any better ideas, you know, or if you like, I love that part in the big bang theory. That's like one of my favorite things where it's like, they're going through the roommate agreement for the first time. It's like a flashback, you know, ironically enough, uh-huh. but they're going through the roommate agreement. And it's like, if any, if either of us invent time travel, we will return to this moment right now to tell ourselves that we've invented it. Well, that's disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Oh, man. It's awesome. I don't know, because it would be like a huge thing. Like The other thing about that, and this could be a question for a different time, so we'll give the listeners a little time to think about it, is there's a lot of things out there that... Like, how would you convince the world or how would you convince certain people that it actually works, right? Like, if you're a time traveler and you go back, um, you know, Reese uh, Terminator 1 style, you know, Mm -hmm. with no weapons, no future tech, you're just naked in an alley (laughs) somewhere, right? you know, like, how in the heck do you convince these 1984 police that you come from a future, you know, and everything like that? Like, like you got, you got nothing and you don't know anything about them to say, well, your, you know, wife is gonna, you know, fall in the shower tomorrow, you know, or something like your, your son is gonna, pass his math test with a b plus or whatever you know like there's right. nothing you you're like i'm from you know 40 years in the future and I, you guys are all dead that's all i can tell you <laughs> like <laughs> yeah anyway so think about that how would you convince people that your crazy invention works if you don't have you can't like take them through it kind of a thing Right. So. Yeah, that'd be interesting anyway. to to explore. Yeah. But uh, you got something to delve into our past. Yes. Speaking of exploration. Oh. When was the first time that you explored the mobile network? I.e., when did you get your first cell phone, and what was that like for you? Oh, my first cell phone was a Motorola. Okay. It was, I don't remember the model, but it was, I can still picture it because it was one of the first ones that like, it came with like, you can get different colored skin. It was like, okay, you know, kind of kind of like a little bit almost like a figure eight i'm sure i can find it 
if I if I search the internet here. About but, what year um, was this? Uh, it would have been two thousand and two. I believe two thousand and two. Okay. Yeah. You got a cell phone before me. I want to say it was my junior year in high school. Um, oh, wow. 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 Yeah. And so, oh, there it is. There it is right there. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it was the Motorola V3, or V2397. Mm, snappy name. Yeah, and it because uh, the the biggest thing about it was you could yeah change the the cover to be what whatever of the four colors you really wanted, and so um that nice. was um yeah that was what I was going for and it uh, the antenna uh, constantly broke off i had several versions of this same exact phone oh was it an extender it was type? not oh okay it, it was a little extend. stubby antenna. it was a it was a stubby antenna okay but it um yeah it uh in your pocket and stuff because i mean it was it was thick you know mm-hmm. with the 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 battery was probably the size of you know well, I can't say that because phones are just getting bigger and bigger. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the phone wrap covers um, was what it was all about. And um, nice. So were you yeah, paying? Think, you were you paying by the minute? Were you paying per text? Oh, for sure. <laughs> this is this was before text. Okay, so there uh, were no texty texts then. It was just so. I mean, I'm sure texts were flying around but i did not have a texting plan i had gotcha. uh prepaid minutes that um you know you had to you had to keep an eye on and everything like that and so it was right. definitely something that uh that we were just looking at just like keeping it low keeping it and uh and yeah, that's really all it was, man. It just had maybe I don't even know if it had games on it. I don't even think it did. I think it was man, I really just want to kind of buy one of these for like fifteen bucks now. But, <laughs> just just to remember. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um yeah, it just had um just the basic functions. Mm-hmm. Um calling and um I'm sure that you could text from it, but we just didn't have the text plan and stuff. Yeah. And uh and I just yeah, I remember definitely checking those minutes and 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 keeping it to the to the nights and weekends for whatever reason that was like I don't understand that cuz like you would think like nights and weekends are the time that like most people would call like a lot, right? Like I guess they just th- didn't want people think using, so. like paying for business calls, but I'm like when I'm looking at it like I'm in school or I might even have a job you know, where I'm only available to talk at length on a night or a weekend. Right. So you would think that'd be the premium time when they want to bill you. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. 
So, um, so that was definitely mine. Um, and we just, uh, yeah, I remember taking, like I said, cause the, the cover was not on the back. The cover was on the front of the phone. So it was like, had like a little blank space where the buttons are and the screen, but it covered like the front. So it would get all grimy and stuff like that. And you'd have to like pop it off and get oh, the yeah. crap out of it. But the back would just be like, yeah, totally exposed and stuff. But the antenna, I remember like multiple times having to like fashion a new antenna onto that thing. Um, but what about you? When did you get your the cellular device? So my first cell phone would have been 2004. Oh, so back from the Mish. Right, right. So I was living in Utah at the time with my buddy's family and he had a cell phone and he was like i'm gonna get a new cell phone and i was like sweet and he's like but i got this old cell phone do you want it and i was like yes please um so so we went down to the t-mobile store in the mall and uh (laughs) (laughs) and he got his new phone and we activated this phone for me and they gave me my cell phone number, and I was like, look, I'm not going to live in Utah for all my whole life. Am I going to be able to change my number when I move? And they're like, yeah, it's free. Don't even worry about it. And then however <laughs> many years later, I still have that number because when they were, I know. when I wanted to change it, they were like, that'll be $15. And I was like, no, it won't. Um, nope. <laughs> sorry, no. So I uh, got the cell phone. Um, and I don't remember, it was like a little cricket phone or something. I don't even remember, Mm -hmm. uh, what it was. Um, uh, maybe it was my Nokia. I didn't think it was my Nokia. I thought that was my second phone, but anyways, it was, uh, I don't remember exactly what the plan was. It was a monthly plan. I paid for something for talking and whatnot. I think I did pay for some texts were included. Not Mm -hmm. a lot. And at the time, texting was uh, like uh, multi-punches on one number to get the right character. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So if it's C, you're You get that T9, baby. Right. It's the T9. So you're punching the... uh, so I had T9. Uh, well, I'm not sure if I did have it on that phone. If I did, I didn't know about it. So it mm-hmm. wasn't trying to guess what I was typing. So I just had to type it correctly. So, you know, if I wanted C, I'm going to push two three times. <laughs> yep. And if I miss it, then I'm going, going on to around. like to two and other things and I have to wrap it back around. It was annoying. And so I didn't, I was like, ah, I don't text very much. Texting is weird. It's time consuming. It at that time, it was really just easier to call somebody where now I'm just like, "Ah, if I don't want to talk to you, I just want to answer. I'm just going to send you a text like easy peasy. Um, But you know, we got full keyboards on our phones now where I had a number pad, 
My my third cell phone, because I hated texting so much, I was like, I want one with an actual keyboard. Do you guys have anything like that? And it was like the little slider boy where the back mm-hmm. slid, slid out and it had a keyboard on it. Ooh, yep. I, th- I thought that was. Tiny the, buttons. I thought that was the jam. Yeah, but they're all like real physical buttons. And you're like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could do a little touch type, uh, where that's not a thing now. You have to actually look at your phone because it all feels the same. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that, that was kind of my experience. Uh, I got it so that I could talk to people and on the phone, which is it always the primary objective of giving a phone nowadays, <laughs> it, uh, True. at least from my perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I had it. I, I'm not gonna lie. It didn't take me too long to get a little clip from my belt because I didn't like having it in my pocket. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With the little, like, it's got that little release button. Did you have that one? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It wasn't one of those that like hung and you just push the button and it popped off. You're like, Hey, what's up, buddy? It was actually Mm -hmm. a little pocket, um, when I moved back to Colorado, there was a specific one that I found that I really liked, and I bought like three of them. Because, you know, you'd wear those out. You, the clips would break on them or whatever. And right. I, and I had that same one. I'd wear it and be like, mm, what up? If you call me, you know this is right here. It's going to ring. Um, never been a ringer, though. You've always been a I, buzz? Yeah, dude. I'm a vibrate. Like, I like... Uh, in theory, I like being able to set up unique ringtones and things like this. But when it mm-hmm. actually rings in a public place, I'm like, uh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, yeah. Sorry that the Night Rider theme is playing on my phone. So <laughs> my bad. Um, so that's all. I'm. I always have it on vibrate, even the, even when I for set me, up cool cool sounds and stuff. Yeah, like for me, it was definitely. Like, yeah, the only time I use the ring or notification sounds is if my phone is charging. So it's like, you know, somewhere specific and mm. I'm up and doing stuff around the house or or whatever. Like, other than that, it's, yeah, 100%. Like, because, yeah, you don't want to be in a movie theater or even just talking to somebody or at work or wherever. Right. And it's like, this is, or it's like, or mine's the, uh, quantum leap, uh, theme right now. Oh, classic. Want to pay for copy. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like my, my buddy Spanky, he, he got the Nokia, uh, where you could uh, MIDI your own music nice. uh-huh. on there, or you could pay, right, yeah, to yeah. download. But that cost the monies. The so money. he he MIDI'd uh, the Emperor, or it's like the Imperial March from Star Wars uh-huh. on there. Definitely not going to pay for the rights to that. No. So <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> and, and everything. Uh, but he said it as his girlfriend's ringtone. And so she thought it was like, what? Like, you think I'm like Darth Vader? And he's like, no, like, I'm just really proud of it. And you call me the most. So that's what I want. Like, I want to hear it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Classic. Um, so yeah, we would always just kind of. Yeah. I remember 
ringtones were a big thing. And then, mm-hmm. um, do you remember the callback brother, ringtones? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, was my it? Brother got the ring back right. tone. He got like Vivaldi. <laughs> like, well, that was like the classic one. But he had mm-hmm. what did he have on there? Um. Dang it. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I know somebody that still has their ring back tone as Vivaldi. Like they get just, out. And I'm like I'm like either they're secretly charging you like two dollars a month or <laughs> you just got like the sweetest deal where they just totally forgot. <laughs> like left it forever. <laughs> they're like the company shut down and yet it's still playing. Um, exactly. Yeah, I forget. Sean will have to chime in and tell me what that was. He had a song on there that was awesome, and I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was too long ago. Um, but that's a weird thing, man. I was thinking about cell phones today. Like, literally, in two years, you will have had a cell phone for 20 years. And in four years, I will have had a cell phone for 20 years. Um right. That's crazy. And of course, we came into cell phones as cell phones came into to the realm, right? Like, uh, I'd never had well, a cell phone in high school. You did. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, th- what, three years apart? Like, that's how... Um, yeah. That's how much we're like right when the cell phones were starting to become popular and get into people's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's well, the generation gap is basically that you had one before, and I was like, almost nobody that I went to school had one. When I don't know if I knew anybody who graduated in my class that had a cell phone in high school. Yeah, and the interesting thing I just looked at, you know, when my phone was like released and stuff, uh-huh. and it was released in. 1998 um, and everything but like yeah like i said you know i didn't get it to like at least 2002 ish or right and everything like that and like yeah no worries nobody cared that it was you know a couple years old like whatever (laughs) yeah like like now it's like yeah you can get an old you know iphone or whatever but it's like uh do you really oh that kind of sucks well now that it's not just a phone like those were phones like yes, the mm-hmm. primary thing was you can call somebody. Secondary maybe was a text. Very tertiary or, down or, was like if you could play a game on it or if you could do something else mm-hmm. with it. And now I mean they're, they're just pocket computers. Yeah. Um, uh, I always think of what is that? Da- Have you watched that Dana Carvey special when he when he had. Has uh, Paul McCartney talking to John Lennon, who's been dead? Uh Uh-uh. Do you know that? He's like, oh, he's talking about cell phones. And he's trying to explain it to him. And he's like, it's like a pocket computer. Keep it in your pocket. Anyways, um, check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. You know, like, if it can't do, like, everything I want it to do, then why would I have it? It's... I need that computer in my pocket. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a different game, you know, almost 20 years later. Well, I mean, yeah, like I'm sitting here and like if you don't have a signal, if you don't have like Wi-Fi or right. something like that. And they're like, oh, my like, my world's ending. Like that's the thing is like it's 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 like, oh, my phone just is like useless now. You know, I, it's like 
it's like, well, I have some games that I would play on it or whatever, but like, I don't know. It's just, right. it, we just get so, so, um, let me, let me ask you this. Like, yes, sir. When, um, when, when did you go unlimited? Unlimited talk? Well, in the first would be like unlimited talk, then unlimited text, then unlimited data. Right? Right. Like that, that's like the three uh, steps. So I, ooh, this is hard. Um, I am not entirely sure when I went unlimited talk. I never used all my talk, so it wasn't a big thing for me. It was I think I didn't go unlimited talk until until they were just like everyone's unlimited talk now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just don't care anymore. And uh, and I don't know when that was. Like it's like when mid- it's like when AOL was like giving out like, oh well, you can get you know a hundred. It's like you know a hundred hours for free, or you could get a two hundred hours for free if you grab this you know installation right. disc, CD-ROM. Oh, you can get one thousand forty-five hours for free, and you're like, that means I'm online all day, and like I I needed. A secondary phone line like i can't be online all right. day like i need to use my freaking phone so yeah so it just kind of like becomes a time where you're just like meh like all right well yeah it didn't cost them anything and they were like we're making the money in the other things now like charging people because texts become much more relevant and much more widely used and spread and so they're like we can charge for this and make the money that we used to make on the minutes, it, it doesn't cost them infrastructure any more to provide you unlimited talk, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, maybe it did at one point, but after right. a certain point, it definitely didn't. Like, they had the mm-hmm. towers, they had all the stuff, they had enough allocation for everybody. So, um, I don't know. That's probably the 2010s sometime in there you know that's a big 10 year period but like uh i would say probably that's when maybe early 2010s is when unlimited talk just became a thing like like, oh everyone gets unlimited talk now um Hmm. and i do think that i went unlimited text before it was just like blanketed but I don't know. That was maybe five years after that, maybe. And I was just like, I'm texting. I don't need to be paying $20 more every month just because I'm sending a few more texts. So, you know, upcharge me the five or 10 bucks or whatever it is. Um, but I didn't go unlimited data until last year. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, it's because I have my, uh, you know, I am a partner owner in my own company and mm-hmm. the company pays for my cell phone. So we're like, give us the <laughs> stuff. It's a company phone. So, right. So, yeah, that's the only, because like, uh, yeah, before that I was like, ah, I want it. Like, it's cool, but I don't know how to pay for it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the only reason. Now it would be really hard to go back. That's the whole like. I know. Uh, 
that's the whole thing, and that's how they get you. You're like, as soon as you go there, you know that that's a that's a unlimited user for life. Like they're not gonna go back. Um, right. This is why I never got Directv when I worked for Directv. For those that <laughs> take that, well, Cut that. it wasn't it wasn't because of them or their product. Like I liked it, I bought into it, I thought it was a good product. Um, I didn't get it because I didn't think it was good and I didn't think I'd enjoy it. Um, for those that don't know, Directv for employees, employees get free Directv. Everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the Sunday ticket, the basketball, whatever. Like, all those packages, free town. You get everything for free because they want you to be able to use the system, be very familiar with it, and blah, blah, blah. You know, to be part of your job. And I think it's a very smart thing. Well, I, I should caveat. I don't know if they do that now that AT&T owns them because I got out of there before that happened. But anyways... But I purposely was like, I cannot, I know I can't get DirecTV because then I'll always want DirecTV and I don't have $100, $200 to spend every month for TV service. Like I just knew that that would happen. Um, so I purposely never got mine set up. So that's that whole thing. Nice. Way to restrain. It was, you're, yeah. Yeah. It, it uh, yeah. Thank you. No, it definitely it definitely would be hard to go back. I mean, like, like I mean, not in unlimited minutes now because nobody really cares. I mean, the right. fact that we're using them right now is kind of the only time. Hey, but, it's nighttime. Uh, It'd be free. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like uh, thinking back on this makes me think of. Um, do you remember the movie Funny Farm with Chevy Chase? Ooh, I am. F- I I mean, I know of the movie. I couldn't tell you if I have actually watched that whole movie. Oh. They, um, they're in this old farmhouse and whatever, and it has the old uh, phone with the two like the piece you hold up to your ear and the uh-huh. tube that you talk into. I can't yeah, remember yeah. what that's called, but um, they're uh, or no, they don't. Yeah, maybe they don't have it like that. Anyway, long story short, it's <laughs> the town still runs off an operator, uh-huh. and and their phone is like they they come and install the phone, and it's a payphone, or they don't have or they don't have a they don't have a payphone. They just have a normal phone, and um, they're like fighting with the operator. It's like please deposit twenty five cents, and it's just like, and it's just like, uh, we don't have any way to do that and they're like oh and they just like disconnect them and that, it's just like yeah like if you had to go back to that kind of stuff that would suck that so would bad hard, i mean like dude. we're i mean you know people like i'm getting like in that situation just not even being able to go to walmart like after eight you know right i'm like i'm like it's eight o'clock are you kidding me you're closed what the crap like, like i need bagels yeah like you know, or even going to like a grocery store that's like not open before six. Like, and this is before COVID, you know, right. like some grocery stores, it's like, it's like, oh, now you're useless to me before work. <laughs> like, I hate you. Right. Like, I would come in and get like, maybe grab some donuts for everybody or maybe just like grab something for myself for lunch or 
whatever. It's like now I can't like even go in. Terrible. But you just get so, you know, custom to luxury of, right. you know, having whatever you want. But I definitely, um, yeah, similar, kind of just went unlimited talk just because it was convenient. Um, right. You know, it just was, it just was kind of built in. Um, unlimited text, I'm pretty sure I... I planned for because I was just like, listen, like this just makes more sense, you know, like, right. you know, just and everything. And then data, um, I found like a sweet, a sweet deal. Um, it gave, uh, it wasn't like, you know, at, at this point it was like, well, you can get unlimited data, but there's like super good unlimited data and then regular like unlimited data that's like not pri- you're not prioritized or whatever. Right. I'm like, well, unlimited data is unlimited data, I guess. Like it's either I'm not prioritized versus I get nothing, you know. Right. Kind of a thing or I'm paying way more than I should. So, um, definitely kind of went with the yeah, let's just go for that and now it's just kind of yeah, it's kind of the thing. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cell phones, man. Um, Talking through space. It's crazy. Yeah. I guess the next question is like, when do your kids get cell phones? But we'll save that for another time. Yeah. That's a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Uh, uh, Yeah. Junior of high school. Tell them that. Just tell them. Yeah. It works out. When you move in my house, you can get a cell phone. They would hate you for (laughs) it. No. Um, Yeah. What what is new for you, Taggart? What's well, new? Well, I I finally fixed my side view mirror in my car. Okay, the passenger. Here's the backstory. Or, so uh, I we got this car from my grandma. Driver. That's from my grandma. <laughs> my grandma. Um, unfortunately, when she passed away, we got. Her car was very nice of the family to do that for us. Thank you. Um, We shortly thereafter drove to Utah for visitings and whatnots. On the way back, we hit a deer. Or we should say a deer ran into the side of our car. (laughs) Mm. So he... he, we, We... yeah, we didn't really run into the him. He ran into the side of the car. So, like, my right bumper, or my right fender, I should say, got bumped, and he kind of hit the front, kind of bounced, and then bounced off the back of that side of the car as well. Um, the, I mean, that sucks. It, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not great. Um, mm-hmm. It was traumatic for my wife. Um, and, uh, it was dramatic for me too, but, uh, it took out our side view mirror on the right. Mm -hmm. This was, gosh, three years ago. (laughs) Um, uh, shortly thereafter, I went to Amazon and I found a mirror that was the same mirror for my car. And Good. I bought it. It was black. My car is white. 
So I also <laughs> bought the white spray paint car edition color that's supposed to match my color. It, this all mm-hmm. took way too much research. Um, so I got the mirror and I got the paint and I sat on it for like six months. Then I was like, <laughs> I should paint this mirror. So mm-hmm. I painted the mirror. Uh, and uh, I did all that. Um the mirror itself came with hardware. There's three screws that go on the bottom of it to connect it to your car. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I should say it was the whole assembly. So the 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 um, so though excuse me. So the mirror and the part that sticks onto the side of your car was all one assembly. So I had installed. I hadn't installed it, but I had disconnected that part from the mirror and sprayed both individually to get a better full coat of paint, right? Um, right. And I sat on that for about five months. Um, <laughs> at this point, I don't know where the hardware is. Okay. No idea where those screws went. Um, mm-hmm. But I ins- but I went to my my dad's house and I was like, Dad, help me install this. So we installed the mirror on the side of the car, but we didn't have the screws. So I was like, well, let me take one of them from the other mirror and we'll screw it in here um, to right. give it some stability. And what else can we do to stabilize it? And the only thing we could come up with was, let's wire it on. So we we wrapped the thing around and wired it tight. Um, Wait, what? Do you, okay, like you're just wrapping wire around it? Uh-huh. Just, okay, so you're not like wiring as in electrically oh, no, no, hooking no, no. it up? No, okay. yeah, no, we're like bundling a sticks this. We're just wa- wrapping okay. wire around it. Um, and just trying to spin it as tight as it can to hold the joint together with that one screw. So months later, I go to look at it, and the screw has fallen out. So I don't even know where that screw is anymore. So the mirror is held on by this wire. That's all. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently, and this was, you know, recently, maybe a month or two ago, eh, maybe not that long, maybe maybe a month, though, I mm-hmm. had went to the hardware store for something completely different, but had thought ahead of the time and took one of the existing screws out of the other mirror to take to the hardware store to see if I could find something that matched three, right. three years after the fact. So I found some <laughs> screws. I thought these probably will work, blah, blah, blah. I, ins- I got them. I didn't touch them for a month. I installed mm-hmm. them yesterday. So okay. I I was able to remove the wire that's probably been on there for, you know, close to a year and a half or two years because uh, mm-hmm. I installed the screws on there. And finally, I have a mirror that is on, but, but because of the wire and just wear and tear, I really need to paint it again. <laughs> um, so there's that. But... Uh, but that's my story. So that's that's what's new with me. I got a mirror that's not held on by wires. A long time coming. Yes, sir. 
Okay. Some projects take way too long. Yeah. No, that is... No, that's a good story. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so... My new is new in the world in my professional aspirations. Ooh, you can say. yeah! Tell the yes. People. So I have recently changed jobs and decided to get um, my feet wet in the laboratory um, at. Um, Basically, now we, um, I'm actually, yeah, in a, it's, it's, it's not technically a clinical lab, I would think, because it didn't start out that way, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, but basically, um, uh, we are testing, uh, saliva samples for, uh, COVID-19, and everything and so um yeah we are getting uh obviously a ton of them i think yesterday we got two thousand samples that we processed wow and everything um and it's it's been kind of a crazy uh couple of uh couple of days because i got hired on and um learned how to you know scan the samples into the system so we can keep track of you know what goes where and all that kind of good stuff and then you basically um the they hired a lot of people um at the time that i was getting hired because um all these samples are coming in and you really just have to open each individual vial one by one and take out you know about uh a half a milliliter and put it in this little um, plastic grid, you know, that's just like 12 by eight um, and everything like that. So then you can, you know, kind of add, you know, different reagents to it and, and just test it for, uh, for uh, you're actually testing for the genetic information in the virus itself. So it's uh, yeah. And so, um, so literally you're scanning you and, you know, all your buddies or me and all my buddies are just, we're scanning in like 2000 samples into the system and then we're, you know, like opening them up, you know, getting a little bit into this little, uh, you know, these little grid things and then, um, and then we're adding the reagents and stuff and then, um, running what's called PCR where it actually um kind of multiplies the genetic information so you can uh you can test and see if it's there. Crazy. Yeah. And so um turnaround time is well when I first started there, turnaround time was basically a day. So it's pretty good. Um because yeah, obviously, you know, doing um, cause each, each batch is about a hundred. And so you would run, um, yeah, about a hundred at a time. And it would take a couple hours to get them into the system, get them in the tray and have that tray, uh, add all the stuff to that tray and then, um, get it running, uh, in the, in the PCR. Then, uh, we got these machines that kind of, yeah. 
what took us two hours to do by hand, these machines can do in 25 minutes. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so now we're kind of like looking around, finding stuff to do. <laughs> like really today, yeah. So before you know, we were we were doing a whole eight-hour day, and you know, some and we had staggered shifts, so some people can stay later than that um, to finish up and get the samples all analyzed, so we could still have like a twenty-four-hour turnaround. Right now, it takes us about six hours <laughs> to do all that. Wow! So I'm uh, for the second half of the day. A lot of times, I'm kind of just like learning different stuff or looking for things to do like today i made hand sanitizer like <laughs> just in the just in the lab just like combining stuff to just make our own homemade hand sanitizer to use around the office and the lab and everything like that because i'm just like oh, i got nothing to do really and the lady from hr is like well you can you know just do this and we don't really have a procedure for it it's just kind of you just do it so if you want to write a procedure and everything so that's what I did is I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to actually like measure this out and figure out, you know, the proper mix for the right, you know, percentage and crazy, you know, all this kind of different stuff. And, and then I'm going to write it all up so we can actually have that whole thing. So it's, it's kind of just like, cool. Now I'm just kind of on my own for the second half of the day, just trying to figure out what to do, what to do. But yeah, it's uh, it's Crazy. been a lot of fun, and it's good to use stuff I learned in school for once, <laughs> um, and, and everything. Um, and uh, yeah, just so yeah, so where are the samples the coming sciencey. coming in from? Is it just random people at this point, or so? Um, one of our biggest clients uh, is Major League Baseball at this point. Okay, um, so we are. Pro, like they're they're the ones that want like the fast turnaround, right? Um, gotcha. We have we have some that like uh, just yesterday uh, that got flown in from the commissioner of baseball's private jet. Um, what? <laughs> and like my boss had to go to the, like the airport to like a private airfield and pick up. I think it was like twenty samples. Usually they just come in through FedEx, but. Um, these were like, oh, these players are g- going to be playing tonight and we need to know, you know, like before the game starts. <laughs> and so we can't like, you know, wait for FedEx overnight and stuff like that. Right. So they, they flew them straight over. Dude, that's great. And everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so we're pumping through those as fast as we can. And now obviously a lot faster so that they can get their because we got to test they got to test everybody not just the players but the coaches and the staff and the um right you know all the supports and we're we even i think they even opened it up to like family members and stuff as well just to make sure like you know oh yeah it's great if this player doesn't have it but if their you know son or wife or some somebody has it then it's like well they're just gonna get it, so we might as well right. get that out there as soon as possible, kind of a thing. So crazy. So yeah, so um, we definitely upped it because when I first started, we were only doing about fifteen hundred. Now it's like well over two thousand that we're doing a day. Wow. So, dude, that's cool, are, man. Keeping it, 
keeping it rolling. So yeah, so that's been a lot of fun, and um, I don't know. It's uh, it's been uh very interesting because my yeah job role has changed like multiple times within the last week. Really, <laughs> and everything. Just, just like that, like you know, it's like, oh, well, do you want to do this now? Do, okay, do you want to learn this because you're, you know, done with the job that we hired you for? <laughs> like, okay, so that's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been that's a lot cool, of fun man. to to learn all that stuff. So, cool, uh, yeah, get to wear the lab coat, the science stuff all the time. It's fun. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think that's that's us. That's our show for today. That's it. That buddy. is that is the podcast. Um, anybody who uh, has any thoughts about the future or the past or how we should right manage manage that, um, or if you you know like any whatever whatever selfish means you would want. <laughs> to use time travel for yeah that's a whole different conversation and that (laughs) would be fun to talk about yeah sure but uh but yeah hit us up um we are at tag n brando just like the podcast is spelled at gmail on twitter and also on the instagram yes sir and so we'd love to hear from you guys uh, about uh, any questions of the day or triggered memories that you guys want to hear about. Um, and uh, yeah, keep us keep us posted on what's what's going on with you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and uh, we got kind of a surprise coming up for you guys, so keep on listening, Ooh. and uh, we will just leave that out there. There you go. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye.